Embrace the Day with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Welcome back to Newcastle in the Morning. You're with Tracy Mack. The Anglican Church is holding its annual General Synod, which for those laymans out there is uh, basically the annual general meeting of the Australian Church of the Anglican uh, Faith. It has been running from Sunday the 8th of May and it goes right through until Friday the 13th of May up on the Gold Coast. Very kindly joining me on the line this morning is Dr Peter Stewart, the Bishop of Newcastle. Good morning and thanks for your time, Bishop. Uh, Good morning. Lovely to be with you and your listeners. Now, it is a very topical one this year. I know that uh, the long-delayed showdown over same-sex marriage is uh, certainly on the agenda. We've got both the Conservatives and uh, and the more progressive side. Of course, Newcastle is a very progressive diocese. What are you expecting to come out of this uh, this same-sex marriage argument? Well, our General Synod normally meets every three years, and this year um, we're meeting after five years because of COVID. And during, uh, since we last met, um, the Marriage Act in Australia has changed. And what we see occurring is the General Synod trying to understand what it means for us as a church. But if I could take a moment to go a little, little deeper in all of that, I suppose Newcastle, Ang- yeah, Newcastle Anglicans um, have been wrestling with this for some time. And we're recognising that all of us have a human longing for companionship And with that companionship comes intimacy, including sexual intimacy. And what Christians are seeking to do um, is understand, well, what makes for a right and holy relationship and what makes for a relationship which should be a cause of concern. And we're seeing uh, churches like the Anglican Church wrestle with different understandings of gender, sexuality, sexual identity, and what that means for us um, in contemporary Australian society. So we all know that there are some relationships which are, are not good relationships. If there's a misuse of power, if there's a selfishness involving sex, where there's a, a sex without um, love or um, without respect, those can uh, denote bad relationships. For a significant majority of Newcastle Anglicans, same-sex relationships don't fall into that that area of concern, although we have a minority that do feel it's a, an area of concern. On the national stage, there are um, uh, a number of dioceses that go, same-sex relationships are meant to be out of bounds. They're not a way that human beings should live. And that's, that's the debate that's going on, and it's going to be a, a powerful discussion across the course of today and, uh, and tomorrow. For us in Newcastle, um, how we live much of our life actually is a responsibility of the diocese. So no matter what the General Synod decides, we're going to have to spend some more time as an Anglican diocese in Newcastle working out how do we want to respond to the region and the people we serve. It has been an overwhelming level of support, hasn't it, here in Newcastle? I mean, we had one of the highest uh, positive rates in the referendum for for approval of, of uh, same-sex marriage. I know Dean Catherine up at the cathedral has been very supportive of this. But it is also quite uh, quite concerning for other people, isn't it, Bishop? And uh, and obviously we're, we're all the sum of our parts. You know, the, the church is made up of all of us. It is tough, isn't it, to, uh, to find that balance between looking after the spiritual beliefs of those who don't, um, don't believe in, in the same-sex marriage and the, the, you know, the vast majority who do. How do you handle that as, as, a, uh, as a national church, but then as, as grassroots and back down into the diocese? Well, I think one of the first things that we have to do is to create a space where the spiritual exploration, which involves reading the Bible, reading theology, coming to worship, 
um, has enough room for people who might still be working things out. So that's an essential. But a big part for us in Newcastle is that um, the spiritual life should be a place where no one is harmed. And uh, so what do we need to do to create this, uh, a church as a safe place for all people? And, and for us, that means, you know, what, what creates safety for gay and lesbian people, bisexual, transgender, intersex people um, in, in terms of our church life and the huge contribution that, that they make and, uh, and the, uh, when we engage in deep relationship with all sorts of people, especially people who might be different from us, we actually learn more about God and more about the world. So for us, this sort of broad sense of, uh, of engagement with people who might be different to us is an essential of our life, um, and we should find ways of embracing it. And Over 2,000 years we've been doing yes. this, and um, we're saying to people um, we need to continue to do that. Um, the majority here in Newcastle understands that church doctrine evolves out of this sort of reflection, that we're not stuck in any one particular period of time. My job as a bishop is to make room for everyone to have the yes. conversation. Yeah, and that, that is the really tough thing. Now, uh, you mentioned violence uh, earlier. You are uh, going on domestic violence today. That will be one of the big uh, big things on the agenda today. How is the, the General Synod going to be uh, bringing that one to, uh, to the people? Five years ago, uh, the General Synod set up a, a process of uh, uh, research. Uh, that research was released uh, last year, and it was confronting research because the Anglican Church was told that the rates of domestic and family violence, the rates of intimate partner violence uh, within uh, those who are uh, within families associated with the church is no different to the rates in the surrounding community, which are alarming rates. They're alarming rates. So we've set ourselves on a on a on a course of um, um, actions as a church, both nationally and locally, which will continue to address domestic and family violence, int- intimate partner violence because we, we want to do everything we can to promote safety in everybody's homes. Now, we do have a federal election coming up, as we're all aware, uh, ad nauseum. Now, I know that you are going to be campaigning to raise the age of criminal responsibility from 10 to 14. You've also got, obviously, the churches around Australia have uh, have a lot of say in our aged care facilities as well. Um, is it a concern leading up into this federal election that we haven't raised the aged care issue as much as we perhaps should have? I've been very concerned about uh, much of the debate and I've been calling on uh, both political parties to create um, a way of leading our country which goes beyond the election cycle. Fixing aged care, fixing the National Disability Insurance Scheme, fixing much in our community, for example, like uh, ensuring uh, housing affordability, requires something that's longer than a three-year cycle and no government can presume it's going to last longer uh, than, the, than that election term. So it needs to actually make plans um, across the aisle of the parliament to make sure that Australia has long-term stability and that those who are most vulnerable are looked after. And I've been disappointed with the paucity of information that has come from both parties in terms of what will be real planning. And I'm really tired of the approach that comes, um, especially from um, parties that are in power, which are around pork barrelling to try and garner their um, electoral votes. We just need so much better from our politicians. You raise the issue of raising the age of criminal responsibility. Anglicans are supporting that uh, uh, across the nation. That tends to be a state-based issue Mm -hmm. rather than a federal issue because the criminal code is a state code. But uh, we are looking to to encourage uh, uh, people to raise raise that age of uh, state governments to raise the age of criminal responsibility. Um, And that has an impact in terms of 
uh, children who um, commit offences and um, how they're responded to, how they're looked after um, and um, what might be their future prospects as a result of different forms of engagement. You've got another few days to go. What else are you expecting uh, on the agenda and to come out of this General Synod? Um, yesterday we had some conversation about climate change and uh, there is a motion that's coming up later in the week about aged care and disability care. So lots of social justice issues, mm. um, some internal housekeeping uh, that, that we have to do to sort of make the Anglican Church run nationally. And yesterday we continued our work in ensuring that across the nation we have some uh, continued strong responses to the Royal Commission into institutional responses to child sexual abuse. And so, you know, that's, that, that's our work together. Um, it goes from about nine till nine most days. We're sitting in a room doing lots of talking, lots of listening. But it is stuff that's about trying to make a difference because even if you're not a Christian or not an Anglican, if the churches get their act together, we help create a better society. Absolutely. Well, listen, best of luck. I know you're, uh, you're flying home on Friday. Um, best of luck up there. I know it's raining today, but hopefully you'll get some beautiful Gold Coast sunshine and uh, we look forward to welcoming you back home very soon. Thanks, Tracy, and thanks for your listeners. And we do encourage them um, in the election process to get involved with uh, talking to their candidates about what sort of Australia we want for the long term. Absolutely. Hear, hear. Thank you, Bishop. I greatly appreciate your time. Thank you. Thanks, Tracy. That was Bishop Peter Stewart speaking live from the Gold Coast. And that General Synod goes right through until Friday. So if you want to know anything about it, there is a General Synod website. But it is a big one, especially talking about the same-sex marriage, the conservatives and the progressives. It really is going to be a very, very interesting synod up there. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. Newcastle in the Morning covers the big stories that matter the most to you. The local issues often neglected. Tracy Mack's plain talking, no-nonsense approach will get your morning off right. Talking news, sport, entertainment, music, lifestyle and more. Joined by Michael Blaxland and covering what you need to know and even some of the stuff you didn't. It's Tracy Mack with Newcastle in the Morning. Weekdays from 9 to midday, only on Newcastle Live.